from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Lena, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. What's going on? Um, okay, so uh, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw a video of Sean Mendes walking on the red carpet. He leaves the whole crowd and goes and hugs someone that looks a lot like Maury. And then he walks away. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I promise. We're going to get the whole the whole story of what went down with Damon Mori and Sean Mendez on the uh-huh. uh, on the Juno carpets last night News because Mori oh, okay. was the belle of the ball last night. Oh yeah, oh, at the oh, Juno, like really? nothing nothing else mattered on that carpet. Believe me, I know exactly. That's Not, what I thought. I'm yes. like jealous. Nothing. Mori oh, wow. was like. He, he was the envy of everyone on that carpet last really? night. Yes, the Ju- the Juno's carpet was, you know, it was standard fare until Sean Mendez showed up. And as soon as, soon as Sean Mendez showed up, Maury became the star. Uh, so we will get trust. We will get that whole story. Give us like a couple of minutes and we'll come back. Oh, wow. We're going to get the whole story of Sean Mendez and them or at the Juno's last night. Thanks, okay, Lena. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Thanks, okay. guys. I love you. you love you too. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Junos went down last night. Okay. So. And. Uh, no, no. What no. happened with Dan Mori? The Junos Sh- didn't go down last night. Sean Mendez. I didn't Sh- see Sean this. Sean Mendez and Damon Mori went down last night. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> regular carpet, right? Mayhem, yeah. chaos. Damon Mori, get in here. You good? Hey, how are okay. you? Yeah, okay. Um, so, regular carpet. How big was the carpet, Mori? Um, like. I don't know. How many how many outlets? Like how many how many how many journals? Oh, like 15, 16, 17. He didn't actually mean yeah. to measure. I thought that's what the he was. Carpet, I was like, oh man. my god, like twenty meters? Okay. I don't know. He gives it to me what? meters. Interesting. <laughs> how long Shut how long's a meter? More? Uh, like six feet. This oh. is why Sean Mendez loves you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For God's sakes. So we know Maury and Sean Mendez have this long history from when Sean was just starting out. And yeah. the, Maury and Sean have given us some incredible moments on this show, uh, whether it was the two of them. Like, like Sean Mendez... Um, built this sort of relationship with Maury like back in the day when Maury was still allowed to do things like go into interviews and play back Pictionary with people mm-hmm. and if you can believe thumb like wrestling. thumb wrestling with Sean Mendez and hot back potato. and back Pictionary and hot potato anything and, to touch any, him anything to touch him <laughs> And so that was the rule, right? Yeah. It didn't matter what Maury was sent in to do. We would sit and say, okay, you're going to interview Sean Mendez. What are we, what are we thinking of doing? All this stuff. Maury would always find a way to, to, to physically touch Sean mm-hmm. Mendez. Okay, so. Jesus Came up with Christ. this new fun game. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> got, a, got, a, got a brand new fun game. So, so you have to know that there's a history there, right? Uh-huh. So like Maury goes in and he's like, hey, Sean Mendez, I got a fun idea. Why don't you turn around and we'll do back Pictionary? And then they draw pictures on each other's back. And then the question then becomes like, up the shirt or on on the shirt. Like, it was, yeah. it was the weirdest stuff, right, that he used to do with Shawn Mendes. But Shawn Mendes is so cool, though. Totally, and that's right? what made it so great. And then, so... 
uh, on the carpet last night, it's mayhem. And Sean Mendez is coming in and obviously not talking to really anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe a couple of people down at the end, but he, he there's video of it. And he plows past everybody. And then he sees Maury, okay? And then finally, after all these years, uh, Sean Mendez returns the favor and finds a way to physically embrace Dammit Maury. So, so Maury's on the carpet. Yeah. Sean is like, they're rushing him through, and uh-huh. he stops, and he walks over to Maury and gives him a hug. Listen yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry to see you, man. I got to run. I just want to say hi. Love you, man. Love you. Enjoy Love your night. Oh! <laughs> okay. Yo, that's amazing, dude. Hold then, on a second. Then, I'm so then, happy for you. Hold on. Oh, yeah, Sorry to see you, man. I got to run. I just want to say hi. Love you, man. Love you, Enjoy your night. Out of all those people, Sean Mendes yes. noticed you, damn yes. it, Maury. Yes. Me. I yeah, know. and walked yeah. right over. That's amazing. Yes, yes. yes. Dude, right. that's great. Do you have security away to get by. Do you have okay. footage of this? Yeah, it's, and I. everyone filmed it. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Oh, so good. You don't have to be that excited, Monka. It's no, I'm fine. Not, I'm genuinely it's, happy yeah, it's, for the it's guy. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Most times no, when no, it's fine. It, I'm it's it. fine. Like, it's fine. It's I'm, fine. I'm taking it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to be that excited no, about him it. I'm genuinely no, excited it's, it's, for the it's guy. Okay. No, it's okay. Just, Yo, why are you it's being okay. such a hater it's, right now? I'm not being a hater. I just, I find your... So I find your enthusiasm to be a little disingenuous. That's all. No, it's not. I'm I'm actually happy for Maury. No, I know. I know. But I don't think think you are though no, but I, no, I know but i don't think you are that's fine we Does can disagree <laughs> guys <laughs> anyway so what happened wow. was is that <laughs> what happened? Like, it's, it's the most excited mocha's no, been no, no, for no. anything i know i know me. it's a little too much for me though <laughs> uh, okay. like jerk. like it's a little it's a little too much wow. let's dial it down a little bit uh so maury then became the envy of everybody on the carpet right uh-huh. because what happened was is that everybody was filming sean walking down the carpet and because he didn't stop to talk to anyone the footage that everybody else wound up posting was just sean mendez hugging damn it maury so then damn it maury winds up on everybody's feeds oh amazing right? oh god See, no, Mo, enough now with you, this now he's toned it down I know, bring it back no, up again no enough enough, enough. enough. She said. Uh, okay, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me, though. Okay. So play, play it again here. Play it again because we got to play it again in case you missed it. This is Sean Mendez hugging Maury last night on the okay. carpet. Oh, you know, I see you, man. I got to run. I just want to say hi. Love you, man. Love you. Enjoy love your you night. And I would also like to say that Sean Mendez was the first to say love you. Maury didn't say love you first. Sean Mendez said love you. Maury said love you too. Did not notice that. Let me hear right? it again. Oh, you know, I see you, man. I got to run. I just want to say hi. Love you, man. Enjoy your night. Right? Okay. Wow. Okay. Are you excited about this? Right? Nah, that's all right. No, that's- yeah. <laughs> oh, <come. laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Bumped into Sean Mendez again yesterday. Did you? Where, Maury? Uh, Matthew and I were walking. Are you, do you have food in your mouth right now? No, there's something stuck in between. Food? <laughs> what <Teeth>. else? <laughs> What's what, in your mouth? What are you eating? What are no, you I mean, eating? Uh, like there, I think there's like uh, a nut. What are you eating? What are you what eating? Are you what are you eating? Parfait. Excuse me. And I only discovered the fruits in the bottom. <laughs> like in life. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Um, are you okay? No. no. He's about to pass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you ran into to Shawn Mendes. Because to, to recap, uh, last weekend at the Junos, there was a red carpet, big red carpet. And uh, Sean walked onto the red carpet, did no media with anybody. And as he was blowing by everybody, they're like, Sean, 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 Sean. 
Uh, Sean uh, made eye contact with you and stopped his stride and uh, made his way over to you, gave you a big hug, told you he loved you. You told you, him you loved him. It was a great moment, one of, probably one of the best moments on the Juno's red carpet, and then he just continued on, and then everybody freaked out because Sean walked over and hugged you. This is exactly what it sounded like, by the way. Oh, yeah, Good to see you, man. I got to run. I just want to say hi. Love you, man. Love you. Enjoy Love your you night. Aww. Right? Beautiful moment. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, so where did you run into Sean yesterday? So uh, and, uh, Matthew and I walk Andy, our dog, the same way all the time. Like we cross uh, Spadina, we go into the park, Yeah. and and it's fantastic. And Sean was crossing the street towards us as what? we were walking. Like we literally passed <laughs> each other. Yeah. And as he's coming towards us, Matthew, thank God he was wearing a mask so you couldn't like see him mouthing this. But mm-hmm. he was like, I think that's Sean. And do you so, call him Sean or do you call him Sean Mendez? Sean. Really? And so uh, as he's walking towards me, I just went, Sean, with my hands. Like I was walking with my hands in my pockets. Yeah. I went, Sean. Yeah. And he looks over. He's like, hey, it's so good to see you again. No hug? The, no, no, because he oh. like whispered it. So here's oh, the thing. Okay. The rest you. of the walk for like the next hour, Matthew and I were going over and over and over the situation to see if we played it cool. Mm. Right? Here's my thing, man. Like, Okay. Jeez. Because Matthew's like, did I tap you? I'm like, no, no. No, you didn't tap me. You just said there's Sean. And I'm like, yeah, but did I keep it cool when I said, you know, Sean? And he's like, well, you sounded like your dad. I know, but but four days ago, he saw you and literally ran up and gave you a hug. Matthew thinks he whispered, hey, good to see you again, because he didn't want, uh, like, he didn't want to make a scene. There was no security. It was in the middle of the street. Were you wearing your mask as well? It was below my nose. Like, it was on my chin. Yeah. Right. So he knew. I mean, oh, okay. He, he knew. He knew. Was he, he wearing a mask? Oh, okay. He yeah, was not wearing a mask at all. He wasn't. Eh? No. And he was, like, just wearing a super nice sweater. So and you're, you're wondering if you played it cool. So what were the other options, though? Like, what? Like when I you were discussing said, you know, this, hey, like... Oh, my God, this is my husband. Like, you know, and, like, reach for a worse. hug or something. <laughs> I know. So yeah. I think I did really, really well. You think that's worse? Yeah, because then you're in the middle. Like, you're crossing paths as you're, like, crossing the street and then you're like oh hey sean here's my husband we've been married for so long i think he played it cool like sean well i think that no but at deepest point mm. i think i was respecting that he didn't want um to make a scene and he was trying to just sort of keep it cool because i saw um on i think instagram maybe he you know know that maury's gonna walk his dog that exact same way at that exact same time every (laughs) single day until that poor dog dies and like (laughs) talked to and took pictures with like a ton of fans he did that's the sweater he was wearing when i saw him oh so yeah i here's i think that you could have i think that after the hug after that moment i think that you could have i think i disagree you do no i disagree because when he gave me the hug he was in a confined red carpet space where it's controlled fans are behind a Barrier. Now, do you do you think maybe he only then, um, like, I'm starting to now question the, the legitimacy uh, of the hug on the carpet now. Hmm. Like, and maybe he only did that for the, like, for the cameras. No, for but then, sure. he, then, he, no, then he would have hugged TV people. No, I don't no, think no, so. No, 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 no I don't no, think so. Me. He would have hugged anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he used know. Maury for the moment? I think so, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I then think I would have used somebody I, better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Many options. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So think this you... is how I said it. I went, Sean. You said it like that. That's, That's what I'm saying. Weird, Matthew said. Man. Matthew's like, you sounded like your dad, Frank. That he goes. That yeah. was the only criticism. He's like, you, you sounded daddy. Wait. So wait a second. So wait a second. You, your, your move. So Sean Mendez is walking down the sidewalk. You guys just had this big moment at the Junos on the weekend, okay? Sean Mendez is walking down the sidewalk, and you want to be discreet in order to sort of not blow his cover in case he just wants to get from A to B without being hassled by fans. And your move to help him be discreet <laughs> but still acknowledge him was to go, Sean. 
one. Yeah, that's so weird. Okay, that's weird, man. So weird. Why can't you? That's weird. Just be normal. But uh, no, I thought that was like I had like I I just went Sean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that's weird. (laughs) No, but I could have went like Sean. I felt like going lower is more discreet than "Ah," I went. (laughs) Going lower is rarely more discreet than going higher. By the way, (laughs) the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Jason Momoa is apologizing after uh, taking pictures inside the Sistine Chapel while he was in Rome filming the new Fast and Furious movie. Um, so it's not allowed. And then he posted this video where he was inside doing a private tour and he was taking pictures and then everybody started going in on him in the comments because it's not allowed. And now Jason Momoa has to apologize. I would never want to do anything to disrespect someone's culture. So if I did, I apologize. And uh, that wasn't my intention. And I definitely paid to have that private moment and uh, and give a nice donation to the church. And so I love you. Sorry if I offended you. And my apologies. Mm. Out Out of all the things that have happened and decisions that have been made inside that Vatican that could have been perceived as disrespecting your culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason Momoa taking pictures inside uh, side of the Sistine Chapel is very low on that list. He hasn't taken it off his social yet. It's no, because, can I, let me just explain something, okay? Because I don't know how this became about disrespecting a culture. The reason you're not allowed to take pictures inside the Sistine Chapel is because mm-hmm. when they did the restoration years ago, like in 1980, mm-hmm. they put out bids to people. So... Companies were bidding on the restoration and they would in turn give this massive donation to the Vatican in order to be the ones to complete the restoration. And it was a company called uh, Nippon Television Corporation out of Japan who spent $4.2 million as an offering Mm -hmm. to restore the Sistine Chapel. But with that deal came photo and video rights. Oh, okay. Okay. And then so when those photo and video rights ran out, the Sistine Chapel just carried on with the no photography so it has inside. Nothing to do with religion? It has nothing to do with religion. Maury, this has everything to do with the fact that there's a gift shop that sells calendars <laughs> and postcards. I thought like it would upset God or Chapel. something. <laughs> no, they lean on the um, uh, no flash photography because it's going to damage the restoration, oh. right? But that doesn't exist anymore. Nobody's going in there with flash photography, right? So this was a rights issue, not a culture issue. And oh. Jason Momoa is now apologizing to people for paying for a private tour. And by the way, if you pay for a private tour mm-hmm. at the Sistine Chapel, you can take all the pictures you want. Like he didn't do anything wrong. Yo, I'm looking right now at his photos and videos. Yes. Beautiful. Right. Gorgeous. I'm and glad he, he says in that pictures. apology, I know we only played this to the short version of it, but he says in that apology three times that he made a very large donation. Mm. <laughs> right? Like he's like, oh, I, yeah. paid, I paid for this. But Yo, I don't know. Away. I don't know. People, it's so wild. To, people have no idea that they, they, they think that it is this. You know, that the reason you're not allowed to take pictures is that it's somehow offensive to somebody in some weird way. It's not. It was a rights issue. Mm. It was copyright. Oh, basically, I did not know that. The reason for that. Uh, so anyway, so Jason, you got to apologize, though. You mm. got to do it when the mob comes for you. You got to apologize. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Did you see that story of the guy who landed a plane in Florida and he had zero flight experience whatsoever? No. So he's on the small plane with another passenger and then, of course, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Flying from the Bahamas, trying to get back to Florida, mid-flight, the pilot completely passes out. Okay. And the guy... Why does the pilot pass out? I'll get to that in a second. Well, no, tell me now. Okay. Well, the guy, his name's uh, Darren Harrison. Yeah. Who is the passenger. I'll let him explain because he talked to <laughs> the Today Show. Oh, God. I saw he kind of did a move like this and said, guys, I got to tell you, I don't feel good. Oh, and no. I said, what's wrong? And he said, I got a headache and I'm fuzzy and I just don't feel right. And I said, what do we need to do? And at that point, he didn't respond at all. He was already done. What was the position of his body in that moment? He was still leaned back. So he didn't. He never slumped forward. Correct. Never slumped forward at all. At that point, he wasn't responding to us yelling at him. So I moved to the front, and by the time I had moved forward to the front of the airplane, I realized that we had now gone into a dive at a very fast oh rate. God. All I saw when I came up to the front was water out the right window and I knew it was coming quick. Oh my God. And at that point, I knew if I didn't react that, that we would die. And so I reached over his body because he's at this point unresponsive. I kind of put my arm over to where my elbow is sitting here and I grabbed the controls of the airplane and slowly started to pull back on the stick and turn. How did you know how to do that? Just common sense, I guess, being on airplanes, because I knew if I went up and yanked that the airplane would stall. And I also knew at the rate we were going, we were probably going way too fast and it would rip the wings off the airplane. Do you think that you've watched enough movies and TV shows in your life that if you were in that situation, you'd be able to to, to steady out a plane? No. The only you, thing you don't, that huh? I... Look at Shep. Look at Shep. Look at Shep yeah. right no, now. I don't think so either. I don't think you... Because I don't know enough about the controls, right? About like all the dis, like the display that you have in front of you. I know... The only thing I know is exactly what this guy said is you grab the steering wheel and maybe you pull back a little bit to have hopefully have the plane level out. It's called a yoke, by the way. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You're yoking. No, I'm not. Really? Yeah. Isn't huh? that what it's called? Isn't that the steering wheel on airplanes called a yoke? I just Am thought I it was like that? legit called okay, a steering forget wheel. Forget about the instruments because you can fly a plane without knowing how to. You can be on instruments or off instruments, right? Yeah. Like you can fly a plane. Like JFK wasn't didn't do instruments, and that's why his plane went down because he didn't know his altitude, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I'm with Shem on this. I think I've seen enough television shows and movies to know that if the pilot went down and slumped over, I could, I, in my heart and in my head, I believe I could level that sucker out. Because if it starts beeping, then you're in trouble. No, no, no. The beeps are, the beeps are there. So when this guy, this just regular guy, this regular passenger had to fly and land the plane after the the pilot passed out, when he was back and forth talking with the air traffic control, they were telling him as he was like approaching the landing strip in Florida, yeah. like, you're coming in way too hot. You need to slow down. Yes, sir, yeah. Right? And he landed, and there's video footage. He landed the plane, no problem. It did look like it was coming in a little too A little fast. too hot, huh? Yeah. yeah. But he, like, and stopped flawless. It was totally really? fine. Uh, but this is what his communication okay. was okay. with air traffic control, like, as soon as... 
as soon as everything happened and he had control of the plane and was able to figure out how to talk to people back on the ground. I've got a serious situation here about pilot. So he said, I've got a serious situation here. Yeah. My pilot has gone incoherent. I have no idea how to fly the plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. So the person at traffic control then i guess talks to like to their supervisor so now the two of them are talking to this guy Number 333 lima delta roger what's your position i have no idea number three lima delta no problem just uh, c- continue to stay wings wings level maintain 5000 and uh, follow the coast and we're going to try to find you here on the radar He's like, I have no idea. Wow. I just see the coast of Florida right below wow. me. There's no autopilot button after all? Uh, no, not. Well, no. That's a whole other level of, of skill that you need to know see, as well really on, on how to engage. Clear. There should be a button. You just push it. Right. Like an airplane, that movie, when the inflatable guy shows up, right? <laughs> and then he just reaches out and grabs and yeah. grabs the thing. But, Bob Shem, you think that you could land this plane, Shem? Listen, I'm turning into John McCain. You, you are. I, no I, way. Or, or Keanu Reeves in uh, Speed. You yeah. know, uh, that's me, man. I, I, w- I feel like I can do it. I'm like you, you know, hold back and just Do you be mean calm John McCain or John McClain? I said, what did I say? That Isn't John McCain? McCain um, John McCain the, the dead, dead senator. No, dead. Yeah, I meant no, McClain. Okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, you know what I found? You know what I bought? What? Monkey butt. Huh? Monkey butt. What are you, you ever use this? About? No. Okay, you've, you've used it, Maury. Of course I have. Yeah. Monkey so, butt? Monkey butt. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is this disgusting? What's going on? Uh, no, no, it's fabulous. No, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. monkey butt? So it's, uh, it's like a powder, right? It comes in like a container the size of like an Ajax container. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's the same consistency as Ajax. Powdery. Um, powdery, like yeah. baby powder. Uh-huh. And you like put it on your hand and I guess like you rub it around a little bit and you put it between the cheeks. And what it does is it in prevents it. Cheeks? Yeah, in between the cheeks. And yeah. it prevents you when you're walking around in the summer and it's humid. You know, sometimes like in between the cheeks gets a little raw yeah. and it hurts uh-huh. like real bad. And then yeah, it hurts yeah, yeah. for days. Oh, and then when you shower, when and the water the, the, gets the, the, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's awful. It in the front too. And then, yeah, you can use it in the front too, but I don't get, the, it doesn't hurt down there. No, but, but it, that way it prevents like sticking on the side. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. But anyway, this stuff's called monkey butt because I guess that's what the condition is is called loosely i don't think that's the actual medical term um but that's what it's it called like swamp ass or something so, okay but they can't they don't want to call a product you know would you rather rub monkey butt on you or swamp ass on you <laughs> neither i guess right I but i guess like runners use this and athletes use this and it's like men, men use it women use it it's it's a wild thing how often yeah. how long have you been using monkey butt more um i only found out about it last summer yeah and i like tweeted about it i thought it was ridiculous and then all oh, these man. women wrote me going oh my god it's the greatest thing ever yes oh, okay. yes so if you plan on googling this right yeah be specific okay don't just type in monkey butt oh okay? no no you have to type in like monkey butt powder yes. or something yes right? yes uh because i just googled monkey butt yeah and yes the container of what you're talking about pops up, yeah. But also multiple pictures of like actual monkey ass. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's not what I'm saying to rub, right? No. Okay. No, 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 no. But uh, but anti-chafing yeah. powder. Is and what it's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's anti-chafing powder. But I'm because I because I was really curious what people oh. do when it gets hot. 
And because this has been a, like, that was a problem for me where I'm just, and I, I don't know how to fix that problem. Like I, you just like, how do you stop sweating and walking? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only cure for not chafing back there. You can is get it just, on Amazon lady monkey butt. Lady yeah, monkey butt. They, they have three of them available. Well, what makes monkey butt for, different than lady? Why isn't it gender neutral? The they have a uh, lady version, they have regular, and then they have one for babies. Well. Baby monkey butt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? What do you do for this, Shem? Do you have this problem at all or no? Nah, man, I'm good. No, really? monkey, no, no, no monkey butt. You don't over sweat here. down there. No, I don't believe you, Sham. No, you listen, have to. You listen, don't sweat down everybody there. Everybody sweats from their ass. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't. It's just not a problem that I would need monkey butt in order right. to solve it. And I hate right. sweating. Let me just tell you. Right, you're protected by Jesus down there. Amen. Yes. <laughs> According to their Twitter account, to to here church. is how uh, you you apply. Number one, make sure your skin is dry before you apply. Number yeah. two, just use a small amount at first. Number three, gently. Rub the powder on the area of irritation. And huh. that's it. You're all set for but, your next adventure. Yeah, like because for years I thought I was the only person that experienced this. It would get so bad. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, can I can I say something gross? Not gross, but let me, let me can I <laughs> yes. can I just like can I maybe overshare real yes. quick? So there were there were times where my monkey butt would be so sore. And this again, if you're just joining us, you know, in the summer when you're walking around and it's humid and you're sweating, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in between your cheeks just gets so raw that you don't know what to do with. There were nights where I couldn't sleep. So I'm in bed nude, right? And the only way to alleviate the pain was to reach behind me and take the sheet, like the top sheet, and jam it in between my butt cheeks so my cheeks didn't touch. Really? Yeah. That was the only way. That was the only way to alleviate the pain and to be able to fall asleep was I had to take the bed sheet and open my cheeks a little bit and tuck it in and then put put the other cheek back down. And then it stayed there all night. That was the only way to alleviate the pain. And then I discovered monkey butt. And it saved your ass, and literally. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, the head of ABC said that uh, they would be up for having Chris Rock host the Oscars next year. Oh, wow. And a lot of people had said that at the at the time, that he would be the perfect fit. But then a lot of people were looking at the, the sort of nonsense that went down, and they were like, well, what about Ricky Gervais as well, right? So mm. uh, I know a lot of people want Ricky Gervais, but I think that the logical host would, uh, would have to be uh, Chris Rock. But uh, Ricky Gervais has got a brand new Netflix special that drops on May 24th. It's called Supernature. And uh, so here's a little clip of uh, Ricky explaining the irony of his act. Welcome to my show. Uh, it's not a show. There's no dancers or jugglers. It's basically a bloke talking, um, which is essentially what stand-up comedy is, isn't it? A bloke talking. Sexist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. What about all the funny female comedians? Like, um... No, no, no. Right. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Okay, right. That was irony, okay? There's going to be a bit of that throughout the show. See if you can spot it, okay? Now, that's when I say something I don't really mean for comic effect. And you as an audience, you laugh at the wrong thing because you know what the right thing is. It's a way of satirising attitudes. Like that first joke, I use the old-fashioned sexist trope that women aren't funny. Now, in real life, I know there are loads of funny women. Like, um... I did it again. Well spotted. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get you get what the the special is, and uh, uh, Ricky was on with uh, Stephen Colbert talking about exactly that: how he is still in this day and age able to do jokes about AIDS, cancer, Hitler, and yes, uh, women. There was a thought. I think, oh, will this be out of date? And then I then I realised that when you're dealing with 
you know, famine, AIDS, cancer, Hitler, those dudes are evergreen. <laughs> oh yeah, so they're not gonna. True. They don't date. Right. You know what but I mean? There's no audience that isn't gonna <laughs> love that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, not Hitler. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you you're always evolving. You you know you're spicing it up and what things happen. And um, so when well, people yeah. when people go to a Ricky Gervais comedy show, they have to know that you're going to be dealing with subjects that some people might find offensive. Yes, but they know I deal with taboo subjects. But I, I deal with taboo subjects because. I want to take the audience to a place that hasn't been before. And there is, a, there is a tension. And I think people get offended when they mistake the subject of a joke with the actual target. And smart people know you can deal with anything, you know, particularly when they're dealing with like, something like irony. Humour gets us over bad stuff, so that's why I, I, I laugh about terrifying bad things. I, you know, that's why comedians are obsessed with death, because, you know, it, it gets us through... It's an inoculation to the real things that are going to happen. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, can we just get a big round of applause, please, 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 for 19-year-old Nicolina Bazo? Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Nicolina uh, took this country by storm, took the U.S. by storm uh, this season of American Idol, made it to the, the top five, and unfortunately, her journey on the show ended last night. Did, huh? Yeah. But this girl, I got to tell you, man, with her talent, like... It's not over no. for Nicolina. What did she sing last night? At all. She sang Adele again. She did, huh? Yeah, All I Ask by Adele. Listen to this. My heart at the door I won't say a word They've all been said before you know Why don't we Just play pretend Like we're not scared of what is coming scared of having nothing left look don't get me wrong I know that's beautiful there is no tomorrow all I ask is hey, this so is is this one of those because every now and then on Idol like and you see this with every comp- singing competition show it's not always the person who is the actual best singer who winds up winning mm-hmm. well this is fan voted this but but is this is this one of those cases though like are the are the people who are left in the top three are they actually better singers than Nicolina or no they're great but I think that Nicolina was probably better than maybe yeah. one of those shall yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, listen, the, the top three are, are pretty good. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Uh, and again, let's just listen to Nicolina perform that uh, song by Adele. It's tough when you're when you're singing like the Adele's, the Whitney's, the Mariah's and all that stuff. You know, you can't help but be compared to them. Right. Yeah. And she sounds great. Keep in mind, she's only 19. Her voice mm-hmm. is going to mature and it's going to get even stronger. It's going to get better. I thought she sounded great. You know, but it's I tough. Don't, I don't know. Maybe because we're in Canada, but like I haven't seen a name from Idol make as much news in a season than Nicolina. Agreed. Like I couldn't even tell you Who the names the last of, the, time? of the other of the other uh, contestants, right? That that are good, but not newsmakers. Like Nicolina on a weekly basis is a newsmaker. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. right? You're and, right. And and a lot of the speculation, especially after last night's episode, yeah. is that from fans is that the business of American Idol doesn't want a Canadian to win. Mm. 
No, which is why, I, I disagree with that. Which is, that's, I'm just saying, yeah, maybe it's I just people you. who are big fans of Nicolina, as we are, and they yeah. wanted to see her go on because she um, has had these you know, these monster weeks, week after week after week. But Mocha's right, though. I mean, even my husband last night, as soon as she was not voted in the top three, Matthew said it's because she's Canadian. No, I, di- I disagree. I-, I think that maybe years ago in the early stages of Idol, because Canadians haven't always been allowed to uh, to audition for Idol. That's like only a somewhat recent thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that when some of the biggest pop stars in the world are all Canadian, I think that it would actually do them no harm to have somebody voted through. I do hope that because they had if she made it to the top three there were big plans and i hope that they still do what they were going to do in her hometown of vaughn they were supposed to be like if she did make it to the top three she was going to fly home they were going to do a parade and everything i hope they still still should yeah this does she know about this or did she just blow like some sort of surprise I probably oh. blew a surprise. Oh, oh. damn it, Maury! Oh my God. <laughs> but I want to be able to say I hope they still do it. <laughs> right. So wait a second. What, the who, secret? The secret I thing? Party? Whoa, bro. Why would you say that, man? I don't. Hey, because now, like, I hope they do it. But if I didn't say anything and they didn't do it, then how would anybody know that it was going to happen? <laughs> but then that's even oh my more God, sad. Like, if they were playing this big thing and then after it didn't happen and you go and say then it. Then I could say, why didn't it happen? Poor Nicolina and her family probably like, because they're listening Yo. right now. Then do the parade so that I don't look bad. What a, man. Uh, Great. Now you know what has to happen. Now they got to do one yeah. for themselves. Right? Oh, like, that's the man. worst. They're going to have to go to Vaughn Mills, yeah. buy all new outfits. See, it's and... not cool, man. You put people in a weird position with your... Yeah. Oh, dude. Anyway, we are super proud. Yeah. Uh, we love, love her. Lena. Not uh, more. Her, her, her performance last night, by the way, standing ovation. Her grandmother was in the, in the audience. Brilliant. It was beautiful. Nicolina, you should be proud. We know your friends and family are proud. The Raza Mocha Show, so extremely proud of you. Uh, we love you so much. And, uh, and, and you know, bigger and better things. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like a parade. Like a parade. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, more The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Let's go back to uh, a couple of nights ago on American Idol. 19-year-old Nicolina Bazo. <laughs> uh, was top five. Did not make it to the top three. Still incredibly, incredibly proud of her. Oh, hell yeah. And I think now, Nicolina probably has even more support behind her. Mm Mm-hmm. Because people truly felt she deserved to be in the top three. So now you have people right across the country who are like championing this girl to go beyond idol now, right? Mm-hmm. So David Mori actually talked to Nicolina. Oh, got good. her on the phone last night. Wonderful. Um, and she's still. <laughs> happy like she's still got a lot to be proud of over uh her idol experience bro Congrats. say what i was just gonna say it's like you made like like top five out of what like how many thousands of people yeah. right yeah no. absolutely congratulations Sorry. for how far you got an american idol how proud of you are you of yourself <laughs> i'm so excited okay. oh, i'm so proud of this journey <laughs> and where it took me um 
Today's a good day. I, I feel like a winner. So there's a smile on my face today. So talk to me about when Ryan Seacrest um, had you up on stage and they were going to announce one more person was joining the top three. What was going through your mind at that moment? You thought, okay, this could be me. And then when he announced somebody else, what went through your head? I mean, I'm very close with Fritz and Leah, who were the three I was standing with or the two I was standing with. Um, So I was I was just excited. I I knew whatever the outcome was, it was going to be great because Leah Fritz, they're both phenomenal artists and they deserve the world. Um, so I was just kind of like, okay, whatever happens next is meant to be just trying to keep my head on my shoulders and stay calm. Or are you secretly thinking like, oh my God, I so much better. <laughs> no, I could never. That's, but this is the thing with this competition too, is like everyone's in their own lane, which is so beautiful because everyone brings something fresh. So that's why I feel like it's so awesome to see people move forward. And it's like, I don't know. It's just a really cool, it was a, it was a cool moment. Yeah, more trying to create beef between idol <laughs> contestants. It doesn't work that way, man. Uh, this is Dan Moore talking to uh, Nicolina Bazo. Now, okay, so this is uh, based on audience votes, right? So there was a crap ton of people voting for you. What do you want to say to everybody that did take the time to vote for you? Thank you so much that this has been an amazing journey. I know I don't have a lot of Canadian voting because that wasn't necessarily allowed, but to all the Americans who voted... Thank you, because you got me this far. You made a little Canadian girl's dreams come true. So thank you so much. And what is next for you? Is there already, like, plans in the works? Like, what can you tell us? Because at the end, Ryan Seacrest did say, these people will be stars. I mean, I'm just trying to ride this wave. I'm going to, you know, start writing, start recording, start releasing, and then hopefully do some shows around Toronto and Vaughn and, you know, all the places um, and, you know, just kind of see where that takes me. Uh, mm. Nicolina Bazo so, from Idol. So we're not, Canadians weren't allowed to vote, right? So as a mm. Canadian, you can go on the show, but Canadians can't vote. So she made it to top five without hometown votes. Correct. Because everybody else on Idol, like when you're from, you know, Poughkeepsie, you know, that whole region. Everyone, everyone in Poughkeepsie yeah, is voting for you. You get that hometown mm-hmm. push, which because I guess. Because it also brings clout. It gives clout to exactly. that town, right? Yeah, they all want the idol cameras there and everything else. So, totally. that, so that's crazy. Me Making top five without a hometown vote, that's yeah. incredible. So Nicolina, uh, born in the town that I live in right now, yeah. Aurora, currently lives in the city I used to live in, Vaughn. Right. So Dammit Mori wanted to get like a message from the mayor of okay. Vaughn to Nicolina, right? Okay. So he calls the mayor's office. Yeah. Uh, Maurizio Bevilacqua is his name. Okay. <laughs> Been mayor for since 2010, actually. Irish? I'm joking. <laughs> Close. Um, so he's been mayor. Wonderful guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. I've met this guy a billion times. So nice. Okay. So Mori calls the office, yeah. right, to talk to the mayor. And recorded the conversation. And let me tell you, Maury, yeah. damn it, Maury of the Ross and Mocha show, butchered this poor guy's name. Oh, no. The wonderful mayor of Vaughn. Oh, no. Maurizio Bevelacqua. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Okay, Mayor Bevelacqua, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm doing well. How are you? I know that we're celebrating Nicolina, but I got to ask you this because I know that you're a fan of the Ross and Mocha show. Have you pre-ordered Roz Weston's memoir? The question is, will I pre-order it? Yes, I will. Interested in the story. Mayor Bevelacqua. (laughs) Don't bring me into this, man. Bevelacqua. No, no, it's Bevelacqua. It's musical. It's Italian. It's, you know, it's got that finesse around it. It's Bevelacqua. 
Okay, now you're going French on me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say no. pasta in a second. Be- Maureen, yeah. you said, you said Bevilacqua like you say Pepe the Pew. <laughs> <laughs> right? So eventually he gets the uh, the message from the mayor to play to, uh, to, to Nicolina. So I have something special for you, okay? Okay. You are from Vaughn. I am. Okay, I can't say the guy's name. The mayor of Vaughn. Oh. <laughs> it's a long Italian name. But uh, he has a message for you. Nicolina, congratulations. And, you know, what we witnessed with you at American Idol was just a perfect fusion of talent, uh, genuine and authentic spirit. You have a great voice, great presence. Uh, you make the city of Vaughn extremely proud and this country very, very proud. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. That's so nice. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to go back to Vaughn and, like, thank him personally, too. This is just, like, ah. I'm so excited. There you go. That is uh, Nicolina Bazo, American Idol. Um, she was top five. Yeah. And still, the country's behind her. Country loves her. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Canada's Got Talent live finale tonight at 8 on City TV. And uh, Simon Cowell's going to be there, a special guest judge on the panel, joining Cardinalo Fischel, Howie Mandel, uh, Lily Singh, and of course, our friend, good friend of the show, uh, Trish Stratus. Trish, are you there? Hi, yes. Hello. It's Razamoka. I'm going to do my best not to freak out right now. I know you're on the phone, so maybe just hold the phone away from your ear for the next, like, 15 seconds while I do this, okay? Oh, you fanboy. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. We welcome to the Razamoka show. Seven-time WWE Women's Champion. She's also a former hardcore champion. Ranked number one of the top 50 WWE female superstars of all time. WWE Hall of Famer and Canada's Got Talent judge. The one, the only, Trish Stratton. Yes. Well, hello. You mean me? <laughs> uh, as you can tell, I'm a fan, Trish. So glad to have you on the show. That was tremendous. What a way to be welcomed. Thank you so much. Yes, you know, Mocha <laughs> is a is a giant fan of uh, of wrestling just in general. Of me. Of oh, you. Uh, no, 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 of you, of you specifically. You are his favorite. He has said it many times on the show. Okay, good. I, I mean, I, I've heard that. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, to be honest, I, you know, so I wanted to also, like, give you a happy belated wish. Oh, thank you very much. And, you know, I, I knew your birthday was coming up, and I, I knew that, you know, as your favorite, I had prepared, you know, a little something. Um, I had something I'd put together, produced it a little bit, put a lot of time and effort into it. And um, I was waiting to get you know, to hear from you guys because I'm sure you would have contacted me in order to present that to, uh, you know, for your birthday. But then um, I... So I wasn't contacted at all. And then I, I know that apparently I saw there was a rock uh, video. So I'm not sure where the miscommunication happened, but I thought I was your favorite, but apparently the rock was your favorite. Or what I'm, just, I'm just wondering, because I mean, not that I, I, mean, I did put a lot of time into it, which is fine. I don't mind, because I could just use it for someone else named um, Mocha. But, um, Trish, I, I know. Uh, I can only imagine the amount of times in your life that you've literally watched somebody's heart and soul break in front of your eyes. But this, I'm telling you right now, has got to be one of the best moments. Oh, this is up, top. Ross. This is tops of the list. Um, I'm just gonna sit down right now, Trish Stratus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Canada's Got Talent coming up. Uh, Trish, how are you feeling about this season? It's been pretty incredible, huh? So much fun. Uh, it's literally the best gig. I mean, I guess it's the best gig because, you know, mommyhood is great. Mm-hmm. Being a wrestler was great. But 
right now at this present time in my life, it is literally the best thing ever. Like it's so much fun. I'm just, I'm enjoying it immensely. So going into the finale, you guys had seen a lot of acts. There was a lot of talent that hit that stage. I think it was like 530 something contestants uh, auditioned for you guys. And a lot of non-talent as well. And a lot of non-talent. How are you feeling going into the finals now? Like, do you have sort of an odds on favorite, someone that you think might win? And did then do you also have like an emotional favorite, somebody that you hope wins? I don't know. There's something about the singing acts, right? That really just like, you know, it evokes an emotion from you and it kind of can touch someone in a certain way. Uh, and not to say like the other acts don't, but I just feel like there's something about the goosebump, goosebump moments that come with, with the singing, with the song, you know what I mean? When the yeah. singers kind of like really put it all out on the stage. So we have, um, you know, there's, there's Stacey Kay, who is just like amazing. I mean, you know, three singers would be Stacey Kay, Kelly Louder, and Jimmy. Right. Oh. You know, yeah. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Janique from uh, you're talking about like goosebump moments. Janique is the yeah. one for me that gave me that the, those goosebump moments when she touched that stage and, and, and was singing her heart out. Yep. And then Canada saved her. You know, so she she got saved by Canada. So that was, you know, Canada feeling it. So I don't know. I mean, and again, it's not even up to us. Like we're going to be there and we're going to judge and we will be, you know, judging maybe harshly. I don't know, because Simon Cowell is going to be sitting right beside me. If, right. if everything goes according to my plan, that is. <laughs> Courtney Gilmore um, yeah. is an is an act. She is the uh, the stand up comedian who um, has no yeah. hands, and uh, yeah. she straps a microphone onto her wrist. And her act is about her sort of her disability. And yeah. it is so rare when you see somebody who is so self aware and yeah. are able to take their life and put it into comedy. Like I've seen a lot of comics on these shows. She may be one of the best sort of personal comedians where she it's her act is her life. Yeah. And she may be one of the best at it uh, that I've, that I've seen. And the response to her, what's it like in the, what was it like sort of in the room when you saw her one walk out and then two realize that her entire act was about her having no hands. Yeah. It was interesting because we all talked about the judges. We all said, you kind of felt like you're like, are we allowed to laugh at that? Like you were like, oh, do we? Because you know, you like generally, and she'll say it too. She'll say people come up and they they look me not in the like they they want to look only at my eyes because they don't want me looking at my no no hands. You know what right, I mean? And, yeah. and and that's like what it is. And you know, usually I get something that, that I have. To, I don't have, get eye contact often either, but that's for different reasons. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, but they uh, yeah, she, we just, we all felt like it was it was nice to be invited in yeah. to be okay with it and know that she was okay with it. And so then we're okay with it. And it's like, it's a good thing about, you know, accepting yeah. and accepting who you are. And I think it was a really great message. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed her stuff. It was, it was, it was, um, it was a nice journey to see and then, and then see everyone get comfortable with it and then laugh full on at it and get into it and, and be like, okay, let's, let's go for this, you know? And yeah, she's super talented and super brave and it's, it's, uh, it's been really great to watch her. WWE Hall of Famer and Canada's Got Talent judge Trish Stratus joins us right now. Of course, the live finale uh, is at eight o'clock tonight on city tv uh one final question for you trish with the finalists now going into this episode into the last show yeah. have any yeah. of your other uh, judge co-stars called a winner like said it maybe not out in public but said to the room um i think groovement has been uh called out as a winner in the very beginning i know i know how he called that he said these guys are going to go viral and he felt like they were an act uh yeah i mean they've been bringing it so i'm i don't know there's two, I, two uh, group acts, like the dance acts, so we'll see how that goes. I just feel for those big dance acts because that's a lot of people to split that prize money between. 
<laughs> hey Trish Stratus, uh, we are such big fans of yours, and thank you so much for making time for us on the Raza Mocha Show. And again, friendly reminder: Canada's Got Talent. The live finale is tonight at eight o'clock on City TV. Simon Cowell is going to be joining the uh, the judges' table as well. Trish, once again, we love you so much, and uh, thank you for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show. No, we appreciate the support. We love you guys, and I look forward to speaking to you guys again soon. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Scott. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, so why don't you tell everyone why you're reaching out to us? I just, uh, what do you do when your neighbor's trying to help but is actually messing things up? Oh, what do you do when your neighbor's trying to help but is actually messing things up? Uh, you were says, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Much like the two of you, I love taking care of my lawn. I got mm. a small front lawn, which is partially shared by my elderly neighbor. He's super nice, but he loves to, quote, help out by cutting my lawn for me. Uh, But he cuts it way too short, quite often burning it. Uh, I don't know if I should bring it up to him because I know he's just trying to help and doing me a favor. What do I do? Oh, it's a tough one, huh? Mm -hmm. Do you, um, do you mow his lawn as well? No. Oh, okay. So he's only ever Um, mowed your lawn? Yes, exactly. And how long has this been going on for? Since we moved in about... Four years ago. Wow. I'm guessing he did this for the people who lived there before you as well. I'm guessing so, probably. It's sort of his thing. He probably has, you know, that he just wants it all uniform. That's probably his thing, right? Like, he doesn't want want you to have a different strategy for your part of the lawn than he has for his part of the lawn, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I mean, is he, like, does, 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 does he do this because he feels that it's a necessary evil and he hates it? Or is he doing this because he thinks that it looks great? Like, is he, is he taking pride in his work or is he like, ugh, gotta go cut the lawn, chop it down as low as it'll go so I don't have to do it again in two days maybe i can do it again in a week no he's very proud of it like if if um if i come out after work and i see him he'll just like oh i I did your lawn for you Mm. and i'll just be like oh you know thank you very much have you Um, ever said to him like you know what don't worry about it i do and he just said no 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 no." like he he shuts it down immediately Mm. um and i've tried saying to him before like hey you know what i'm trying a new chemical on it i want to try to grow uh, you know, don't worry about it. And you're like, okay, no problem. And then he'll do it again next week. Okay. Yeah. You have to, uh, put up a wall. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else you do, right? Like, what do you do to get an old guy to stop mowing the lawn? Uh, I, I think that the, the conversation needs to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more on the nose as opposed to, Hey, would you mind? I think that you need to, you know, just sort of say, uh, Hey, listen, man, uh, you know, this is my first lawn. And, you know, I've been dreaming of mowing my lawn for a very long time. And I actually find it relaxing. Like, it's really super zen for me. And I sort of need this. And I love that you want to help and everything else. But, but, and I appreciate it. But I need this for me. Like, I just need to get out there and do stuff. Like, I need to get out with my hands and, you know, get in there and, and do my thing. So I really appreciate it. You, you can mow yours, but leave mine for me because that's my, that's my joy. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's a tough conversation to have with an old guy, though. Like, what if what if he's what if the problem is not that he's mowing your lawn a lot, but what if the problem is that he doesn't just like retain information or conversations? Oh no! <laughs> right. Yeah, the whole other can of worms. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. and then like the following week, he's back at yeah. it again. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, right. Like maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know. I mean. 
he, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just have to have, try to have a conversation with him and maybe try to frame it up like that. Does I mean, he, does his grass burn as well? Because he most, of course. Why is the grass burning? So low? It, well, it's like, um, you know, most lawnmowers have like a one to five height scale. His yeah. is definitely on the one. Like yeah. you might as well be using a flamethrower to cut it. But, but why uh, is it, what's burning the lawn? I guess just how close the blade is to the actual like ground. Oh, how, okay. I understand. It appears like it's burned. How? Right? Because it just strips away at everything. How uh, How often are you watering it? Uh, I try to water it like every other day. For how long? Uh, maybe 20 minutes. Uh, it's not burning it. Like what he's doing is he's just cutting the, the, the basically the crown off. Like if you pull grass out of the, the ground and you get that whole root that comes out, right? If you mm. cut off all the green, the, the, the base of it is white, right? And yeah. then, and then, so what you're that—that's what you're seeing—is—is is that is that he's just cut the crown off everything, um, but that eventually will like my grass. Not that I want to talk about my lawn. I cut my lawn. My lawn is like super, super, super green. And the last time I mowed, I mowed at a half inch. Oh wow, that's super short. Right, wow. that's almost like fake turf. It is almost like fake turf. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mowed, I mowed at a half inch because once you start scalping and scalping and scalping, those that that grass starts to get greener far closer down to the ground. Right. Right. And then so you can. That's for me. I like it short. Right. <laughs> some some guys like it long. Yeah. I I like it short. Uh-huh. I think that it feels better on yep. my feet. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't. I don't like stepping on it when it's long. Uh-huh. Right, I much prefer to have it uh, the the cushioniness of it uh, when it's nice and short under mm. my feet. That's what I find. Uh, that's what I find comfortable. But that's just me. I know all guys are different. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Uh, you know, can't complain, but, but, but your grass will be fine. You just got to grass needs like an, it needs an inch of water a week. And the, the best way to do that is to just take an empty tuna can and put an empty tuna can on the lawn. And when whatever sprinkler you're using, when that tuna can fills up, that's when your lawn has enough water. Oh, okay. That's a good reference point. Yeah. There you go, Scott. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your help, guys. Right All right, on, brother. Man. You take care, man. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, you too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I always like to know the following day from you, Roz, yes. what it is you ate for dinner the previous okay. night. Okay, interesting. Interesting that you ask. Okay, so thank you, by the way. Um, I screwed myself yesterday. I really I really stepped in it. I, oh, messed, no. I messed it all up. You know me, I eat once a day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have to do the TV show yesterday. I didn't have to go to ET Canada yesterday. Yeah. And so I got home, like, when I was, I had this, like, after we did this show, I had a couple errands to run and everything else. And then I went home and I was, I go to the fridge and it's, it's Mondays are like leftover days mm-hmm. where I've made all this stuff over the weekend. And then it's all sitting in cartons and bags and Tupperware and everything else in the fridge. Sure. And then I'm like, what can I do with this so I don't have to throw it, throw it away? So I went home yesterday and I decided to make myself something to eat. And so I made myself something to eat at like noon, Mm -hmm. right? And it was just, I made two eggs. I had leftover potatoes and tomatoes and a half a piece of chicken and one little Korean beef short rib. Mm -hmm. And I just put it all on one plate and and, and ate it with toast. Yeah. And that was all I had. For the entire day? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see the potato. I didn't get get hungry at all in the evening. The potato and the chicken... And actually, the short rib, yeah, I think would have was one been little the, one. It was one oh, little one. Okay, okay, okay. It was one well, little still one. Still, potato, and, and I and I messed up. And so I so you I, didn't even eat dinner. No. So the last time you ate then is twelve o'clock yesterday afternoon. Yes. 
But so what happened at dinner time? Like, did you still f- cook for the family? Yeah, they had they they had dinner. I didn't. But you didn't get hungry at all, even nah. while you're making food for your family. Nah, not really. Not really. And, and I was really and, I was, and I was pissed about it. I was pissed about and it even too. As as late as you go to bed, yeah. Usually like between ten and eleven. Ten thirty last night. Okay, so ten thirty. Yeah. But even as you're approaching yeah. your your sleep time, your bedtime, you. Yeah. you weren't getting hungry at all. Nope. You, you don't have, the- like, a bag of prunes by the wow. sink like we a do? A bag of prunes by the sink? I can't imagine a more... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would ever eat again. If I was hungry and somebody's yeah. like, oh, go to the bag of prunes by the sink. Matthew has a big bag of prunes that's in the where kitchen. You, that's where you keep a rag, not food. Yeah, there's a big bag of prunes and a big bag of apricots He doesn't live sink. at, like, a Chartwell retirement home. Thank you. Wow. Come on, man. What do you do? How often are you dipping into the he bag has of eight prunes? prunes a day? Eight. eight. <laughs> Yo, that man is okay. regular. I don't know. I don't know what the recommended. What's your recommended prune eight intake? Prunes a day. Is that the recommended prune intake? <laughs> is right. eight prunes a day? He read something that prunes are like it's, it'll help you go. So he well, bought yeah, like does. a fifteen dollar well, bag don't, of don't prunes. Don't throw that out there like it's some new thing that only Matthew knows of. Okay, it's like <laughs> shh, don't it tell was, anyone. It was in a magazine. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I just found yeah, out. It's, it's like that's what you, babies. Um, okay, so he so, spent eighteen dollars on his massive bag of pitted prunes. Bucks on a massive I don't think bag in our of- lifetime that we've ever spent eighteen bucks on prunes. How many? How many? In order, if you're spending eighteen dollars on how many prunes do you get for? Like, how big is this like bag? This big fam- It says family size. Family size. First of all, I would a family am- bag of prunes. My God, if that, I would emancipate myself from that family so yeah. bloody fast. Where'd you? Did you guys get it at Costco? Had to have been. No, it was it was President's Choice. It's President's Choice prunes. No, I would I would I would divorce PC my parents. Prunes. I would divorce my parents. I'm, emancipation. <laughs> if they came home and they were like, "Hey guys, look, family size prunes." <laughs> and I wanted to have one prune. He's like, "Oh no, no, those are my prunes." You couldn't even have one. He prune? wouldn't share the prunes. No, <laughs> but so, that that defeats the whole purpose of family size. That means yeah, like, you're not part of his family. Thank you. I know, but he doesn't want me to take away from his A to day. Wow, that's rude too. When you buy something that says family size, clearly family size on the bag, and you bring it home and you don't share, yeah. right? <laughs> that's like that's a lovely thing. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, have you watched the uh, trailer for Bros yet? Mm-mm. So Bros is uh, it's the new Billy Eichner movie. Um, I put the the trailer in there for you. So okay. bro, Bros, what makes Bros special is Bros is the first, if you can believe this. It's the first major studio rom-com to feature two men falling in love with a majority all um, gay cast. Oh, right? really? So, so, huh. so when you watch the trailer, like it, it's the, it's cut just like any of the rom-coms you would see, the Matthew McConaughey's, the whatever, the whatever, but it's uh-huh. Billy Eichner, uh, and it's about him uh, and sort of his journey to find love with uh, well, obviously, uh, obviously a man. Um, but they 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 go really hard on the nose that they're trying to make a gay rom-com that straight people would enjoy. Oh. So the trailer starts off like that, and then it spirals. Really? <laughs> yeah, so here, play a little bit of the, the trailer. So these big movie producers came to me and said, we want you to write a rom-com about a gay couple. Something a straight guy might even like and watch with his girlfriend. Gay guys are my jam. Awesome. Something a straight guy might like. Am I going to be in the middle of some high-speed chase, then all of a sudden fall in love with Ice Cube? Am I going to get b- 
by Jason Momoa while oh we're both God. worrying about a volcano. <laughs> they said, we just want a movie that shows the world that gay relationships and straight relationships are the same. Love is love is love. And I said, love is love is love. No, it's not. That is bull****. Our relationships are different. This is Bisexual Awareness Week, and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a guy thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. I don't want any Hollywood bull****. No scenes where two guys are about to hook up, and all of a sudden the camera conveniently pulls away. Oh. Hey, I'm gonna go. This is nice meeting you. Yeah, you too. It was lovely. <laughs> oh my god. Gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not the right person to write a rom-com anyway. Oh my god, do you guys remember straight people? Yeah, they had a nice run. <laughs> is this is this written by Billy yeah Billy Eichner, Eichner he co-wrote it okay yeah, 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 the, yeah the writing on it's yeah, brilliant Maury, what did you think of this oh it looks fantastic right? it stars Bowen Yang from SNL and yeah. Luke McFarlane who people would know as well yeah but um but the trailer very not safe for work right yeah. it's like a red band trailer um but uh, very not safe for work oh, but, but I watched it at work <laughs> you know okay. what he means. Um, yeah, this and uh, this on the, the list of things that you shouldn't have watched at work, Maury, I'm guessing, is still pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> still it's pretty probably, low. Probably the most tame. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Sarah, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hi there. I feel like the damn cat is trying to break up my boyfriend and I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. My daughter and I are moving in with my boyfriend and his daughter after three years together, and everything is good except one thing, that damn cat. Their cat hisses and attacks me at every opportunity, so my daughter dislikes the cat. Uh, and uh, because the cat knows, the daughter knows that the cat doesn't like you. You oh. ask, uh, how can we get this cat more used to our presence? The cat belongs to my boyfriend's daughter, so getting rid of it wouldn't be the solution, and I would never want to do that anyway. Good. You don't want to throw the cat away. <laughs> <laughs> so at least we're at least we got that. That's not an option. That's not on the table here. But uh, you guys have been like hanging out at the house since right. like forever, right? Uh, three years, yeah. And we're there at least once or twice a week. So it's not like the cat should not be. I guess the cat should be useless by now. Okay, so really not that much time though. I, I guess. Yeah. Do, you, do you do you sleep over? I do sometimes. My daughter doesn't. But okay. yeah. Okay. So uh, you have to like the cat's got to just get used to you, right? Mm -hmm. Like some mm -hmm. cats, some cats are just wild with it just don't like certain people and that's just something you're gonna have to to maybe live with but um do you play with the cat i try to well, how do you play with the cat she has certain toys she likes this laser pointer thing that she chases she has certain cat toys i try feeding her her treats uh we've tried a lot of different things that don't seem to be helping right. is the cat aggressive uh just with you or with you and your daughter she hisses at my daughter but she's never attacked my daughter for me she's attacked me to the point where it drew blood <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow. Damn. Listen, my cats that do that daily. Cat is jealous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that you need to get a toy that you can play with that's not a laser pointer because the cat doesn't know you're working the laser pointer. Right. Okay? That makes sense. 
yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have to get one of those things. It's like a stick. It looks like a fishing rod where it's a stick oh, and then it has a rope. Yeah. And on the end of it, there's like a feather thing. It looks like a fishing lure only without the hook in it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You got to yeah. get, yeah, you got to get one of those and you got to sit and you got to play with the cat and you got to play with the cat often. The other thing that I would suggest is, uh, is you or your daughter should be the only ones moving forward for a little while anyway that feed the cat. Okay. Okay. Oh, good one. And and make sure and Real make so one. make sure don't give it enough. Like don't overload the cat dish. Okay. Make sure the cat runs out of food. And when the cat goes squawking around, okay, you're gonna be the one that gets up and gets the food and puts it in the bowl. Okay. And oh. then and then eventually, hopefully, the cat starts coming to you when the cat is hungry. And then build they, that they trust. Know, and then you sort of build that trust. And uh, and then the other thing is like just hang out with the cat. Like when the cat is doing things where the cat feels vulnerable, right? Like if you see the cat sleeping close to you, don't like start rubbing the cat, right? Because cats feel vulnerable when they're sleeping. So just sort of like, so so just, you can sort of sit beside the cat. You can do all this stuff, but don't like disturb the cat. And then, uh, and then, Eventually, hopefully, you sort of build these routines, but, you know, it may not work. Like, it may not, you may not, you know, be sleeping together and cuddling together at some point. But, listen, cats get used to anything. We introduced another cat into the house recently, and it was hell on earth for, like, a little while. Like, it was, oh, my God, it's madness. It's madness. And then after a while, cats are like, oh, God, I'm so sick of you. And eventually, you may not, and the cat may not become best friends. I think that maybe the, the most you can hope for is that the cat just starts to um, be comfortable with your presence and just willfully ignores you. Yeah. <laughs> just tolerates you. <laughs> tolerates. Being in that exactly. House. That's, That's the word. Right? It, you mentioned um, like playing, you know, with the toys or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you recommend, Roz, that, because you're the cat person, I'm not. Yeah. Like, should Sarah get like a toy that only Sarah and her daughter play with the cat with? No, um, no, I think that so anybody can do it, knows? but I just think that you're the one, Sarah, that needs to play with the cat. Mm. Right. Okay. Right. Like I think that I think that the cat needs to sort of come to you for fun and come to you for food, and then eventually the cat may come to you because you got warm thighs and it wants a nap. Yeah. Right. And then turn around and ignore you for the rest of the night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like okay. Like I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> like we have like one of one of our cats. Okay, just does not like being like held. Does not like he didn't like any of that stuff. Like you would pick him up and he man squirm out of your like all this stuff. And I'd always try and put him on my lap and he'd jump off my lap everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when mm-hmm. I went to bed, every single time I went to bed, that little bugger runs down the stairs behind me, jumps on the bed, lays across my feet, and sleeps there until I wake up in the morning. Oh right? wow! So they, like cats do things on their terms, right? And right. that's that's what he enjoyed. He liked he would bond with me and cuddle with me on my feet, like when we were sleeping. But yeah. during the day on the couch, if I grabbed him, he'd like punch me in the face. <laughs> he likes right? what he likes. Everything what he wants. has to be on the cat's terms. Yes, <laughs> yes, it has yes. To be on their terms, or it won't work. You will you will learn to live together. There you go. Does that help, yeah. Sarah? Yeah, that really helps. Thank you so much, guys. All, All right. right, no worries. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. All right, here we go. All right, Mocha, you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Billboard Music Awards last night and the Juno Music Awards last night. Uh, first, we'll start with Diddy at the Billboard Music Awards making a joke about the Will Smith Oscars slap. If you feeling a little bit froggy tonight. Don't feel froggy, but if you are feeling a little bit froggy and you decide to jump on this stage here tonight, uh oh, 
I do suggest you have your affairs in order. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so that's how Diddy would take care of business. Yeah. Uh, Simu Liu over at the Juno Awards was actually encouraging somebody to come up on stage and slap him. Now, we are broadcasting live nationwide at Budweiser Stage, so if anyone has ever wanted to go viral, like around the world, now's your chance. Come on. The floor is open. Uh-oh. Have at her. No one? Avril? Sean? Any takers? Front row? Nobody wants to slap me. Okay. Hey, sure. Nah, man. I know underneath that suit, you're rocking them 10 rings, bro. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the damage to 10 rings, too. Uh, yep. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Courtney uh, Kardashian reportedly married Travis Barker over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, according to People Magazine. Right. Super small ceremony in Santa Barbara. Only a couple thousand? Uh, no, with, with a their... few close friends, they said. Really? In attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, People Magazine is reporting that they intend to have a much larger wedding ceremony in Italy. Oh, for the TV show, probably. I guess. And uh, are Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox already married? And are they already expecting a kid together? So Machine Gun Kelly at the Billboard Awards last night mm-hmm. uh, says th- he dedicates before he, I guess they let him do two songs. No, it was one song, just oh. really long. Oh, I got you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, Machine Gun Kelly starts off by dedicating uh, the song Twin Flame to his wife. Listen to this. I wrote this song for my wife. It's been six days since the last time I saw your face and you asked my son. I told you mine. Okay. And then at another time, <laughs> okay, listen, bro. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, even it's know. Fine. It's, I don't fine. Even it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Stop bobbing your head like you like the song, Mark. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Last night was the fine. first time you heard this guy sing. You Truth. Like, yeah. You like this song, Deepa? No, it's horrible. Okay. It's, I know, but he's oh cute. God. Okay. So <laughs> then. You're attracted to him? Very. Really, huh? Oh, why? Tattoos, yeah. I bet, right? Mocha knows me very well. Yeah, tattoos. It's the not showering part. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody with narrow hips and a neck tattoo, to, yeah, like Maury is swimming. like... <laughs> uh, okay, and then later on in the song, uh, uh-huh. MGK says this. And this is for our unborn child. And this is for our unborn child. Oh, is that now, we set off the beginning? Yeah. And this is for our unborn child. Oh. And this is for our unborn child. Now, do you take that as... Megan Fox is pregnant, or do you take, and this is for our unborn child, as they... Like one day. One day. That's how I take it. You take I don't it think that way. Yeah. Oh, no, I take it as pregnant. You do? Unborn huh? means, like, it's in there. Well, yeah, but also it could mean future, though, then right? Then he would say, this is for our future kid. Okay, it's Machine Gun Kelly, Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dan Warrior <laughs> at the uh, Juno's red carpet last night, talking to all the stars who showed up. Who are we going to hear from here, more? Oh gosh, we're going to hear from. We're going to hear from. Walk off you the have Earth. no list, do we're you? Gonna, no, of course. Okay. Not. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Jeez, it's how you spend your Sunday. Yeah. And, Come yeah. prepared. <laughs> All right. Okay, three, four, seven, eight, and you had a song blow up on TikTok. There but what is one word you will never put into one of your songs? How about you? Oh, I would probably not put moist in a song. Oh, really? Okay. Now for all of us, sing the word moist for us. I'm at the Juno's Choice. 
and I'm feeling moist. Max from uh -huh. the Arcals, we love you, dude. Okay, what is one word you will never put into one of your songs? Moist. Yeah, oh. we like the band, but we're not going to use it. Okay, now sing the word moist for me. We're getting moist tonight, we're getting moist tonight. <laughs> See, I got to ask you this. So we're on the Juno's red carpet. Want to find out from you, what is one word you will never use in one of your songs? One word I will never use? Probably orange. I think that Kanye is the only one that's able to, like, rhyme <laughs> something with orange. So, yeah, I think I, think I wouldn't say orange. Because my next thing was going to be, okay, sing the word orange then for me. No! Um, orange. <laughs> oh, yeah! Wow. Oh, <laughs> All right, now joining us, J.P. Sachs on the Juno's Red Carpet. Dude, how are you? I feel amazing. What is one word you will never put in one of your songs? You know what I will never do? I will never um, use the word J.P. in a song. Oh. Just one time for me, sing the word JP. JP. With Walk Off the Earth. Love you guys. Okay, gotta ask you this. What is one word you will never put in one of your songs? Secretions. Oh. oh. Amazing. Okay, now sing that word back to me. <laughs> Joining us now, baby, no money. How are you, dude? Okay, gotta ask you this. What is one word? that you will never put in one of your songs? Expedite. <laughs> Expedite? Okay. Yeah, I haven't used that yet. I'm gonna use it probably in the next song, at this point. Okay, so sing the word expedite back to me now. I got a lot of money in my bank. Yeah, shit gonna expedite. Uh, I feel like I got tots in my pocket. Yeah, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite. Wow. Wow. At least he tried his best to rhyme it. Yeah, the rapper's got it tough in that yeah. game, huh? Yeah, you know what I mean? You can't just, you, all the singers get to sing one word. That yeah. guy had to come up with 25 no, words. But props. And, and, a, and, a, and a Napoleon Dynamite reference. Yeah, props, props to Max from Arkells. Yeah, I think he did, probably did the, 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 the best example, gave the best example. We're getting moist tonight, boogie. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, man, our friends down the road in Buffalo had a rough weekend, man. Oh, our hearts geez. go out to you. Um, we'll get to everything that went down, but Bieber played uh, Buffalo on Saturday after the mass shooting uh, at that grocery store and uh, asked for a moment of silence during his show. As we know, there's been tragedy in the city. But what we're going to do tonight is we're going to honor those people. And I would love if we could just take a moment of silence. That would mean a lot to me. So we can start right now. Oh, man. Uh, so the uh, gunman who was 18... Um, was known to the FBI because I guess something he had previously written in high school and was forced into uh, some sort of therapy. So they knew who he was, but that still didn't stop him, white kid, 18, from buying uh, like an AR-15 and driving hours away from where he lives to go to a, re a neighborhood that he researched and it was a neighborhood that was a predominantly black neighborhood mm -hmm. and then went in and uh, 10 people are dead uh in the grocery store i think 13 people uh shot in total um he, they did the cops didn't kill him because i guess at one point he put the gun down and then got down on his knees and they grabbed him but it always seems that when the white guys start shooting the cops don't um 
and uh, he's one of the. He wrote a manifesto, and he live streamed the whole thing on Twitch. What? Um, yeah. So I guess he had like a helmet cam on, and yeah. he, and he live streamed the whole thing. And Twitch had said that they managed to pull, <clears throat> excuse me, the stream down within the first two minutes that it was up, and very Ooh. few people had actually watched the live stream. Um, Even but, still, two but, minutes is a long time. But what they're saying now is that it should never have been two minutes. It should have been two seconds. And how does this thing stay up there for, yeah. uh, for two minutes? So here is uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul. We don't know whether there's other people who are now going to be inspired, uh, which is exactly what this, this cruel, depraved person intended. If you read the manifesto, he intended to make sure that other people would see what happened in real time here so they would consider other acts as well. That's what has to shut down right now. Now listen to the FBI hearing that there is now a you know, website, you know, the Buffalo shooting, and that just sort of struck me. You know, now we're known as the place of the Buffalo shooting. We are so much more than that. Uh, this state is magnificent, but this is my hometown. People know I know this neighborhood. This is my community. These are my friends. So we will be known perhaps temporarily as the place of the Buffalo shooting, but I want our place in history to be the place of the last mass shooting in this country. And working together, we will achieve that. Oh, my heart. Um, hey, Shem, did you see this video of this white kid show up at that family's house at the whip? With the whip? Yeah. Yep, I sure did. Whoa. What? Okay, so. This is another story now? This is a whole other story. So down in Texas, there's this nine-year-old kid Okay, and it's on ring cam like you see it on ring cam. Yeah. And I guess he had beef with this little girl, black girl who lived at this house. Don't know what happened. Doesn't matter. But he goes home and then he comes back and he starts pounding on this this little girl's door. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're going to hear in this clip that he like pounds on the door and then he starts whipping the door with this whip. And then the mom, um, so the, 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 the black family that lives there, uh, Dee and Carissa Nash, right? And then the mom comes out and cusses him out and tells the kid to, tells the kid to leave. So here, here's the kid knocking on the door. Whip. Whip. Little boy, you better get your ass from off my porch beating on my door like this. I will call the police. You need to leave. Don't you ever beat on my goddamn door like that. Go. Okay. And then, so I guess when the kid was leaving, he scratched their car. Oh, okay. And at first you're like, like the kid is lit, like he's a little kid. And at first you're like, how did he get a whip? What is he doing? All this, like your head goes to just the worst places. But because it's a nine-year-old kid, Mm -hmm. for one quick second, you're like, you want to give the nine-year-old kid the benefit of the doubt. And then you're like, no, that's the wrong thing to do. This kid was raised by awful people, awful racist people. There's just no other explanation for it, right? Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation for it. So then because the kid scratched the car, Dee and Carissa go to this kid's house to talk to the dad to say, hey, listen, your kid came to our house with a whip. And when he was leaving... Uh, you know, he scratched the car. So they go and try and be civil to talk to this white kid's um, dad. So here's how that went down. Son, son never touched your car. We you have video that he touched your car? The neighbor does, across the street. You got video? Come, come over here. Not really. We have it on video. All right, get off my property. Seriously, get off my property. Well, that's it. Because you ain't, because you ain't coming over here talking nicely. You're accusing my son I'm showing you the video. We're showing you the video. You ain't showing me the video of me scratching your car. Get off my plant. That's my vine. That's my vine. Get off my plant. Baby, get off the vine. I didn't even go go there. Okay, stop it here.
Now, yeah. the thing that you don't hear in this clip is that when the white dad came out, he had a handgun. No, he did okay. not. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah. So the black what? dad, yeah. So the black dad starts walking down the driveway, about to leave, and then the white dad starts flexing, saying, you know, whatever. And so the white dad then puts the gun down on the ground. Uh -huh. Okay, and then the black dad starts walking back up, and the the white dad reaches down to grab the gun, and the gun goes off. No, nobody got hurt, Thank but God. the the gun goes off. So listen. So here's the rest of the conversation. Okay. Thank you. You owe me a plant. I don't, I don't owe you. You. I bet you. I bet you want to bring your. Can you please stop, sir? All we want to do is just talk to you civil. That's the problem. You and your kids want to play victim. Your son came over here. Y'all are so violent. That son came over here. Baby, please no. That son came over here with a whip. Bring his ass over here again. Please. You have a gun. Can you please stop, sir? Oh my God. Right. Okay. Yeah. What Thank the you. hell is happening in this so world? They called the cops. The dad, um, Brian Thomas Brunson, the white dad, was arrested oh. and booked for deadly conduct, which became a felony because uh, I guess the gun went off sort of back into his own house and almost like the, his daughter and the nine-year-old son were there. So it's a it's a whole thing. Uh, and the nine-year-old, because I know a lot of people like you should charge the nine-year-old. In Texas, you have to be 10 in order to be charged with any crime. So. Jeez. He's nine, so he can't be charged with any with any crime. Sham? Yeah, look, that case is is insane. Uh, the, the Buffalo shooting is also um, is really tough. My sister's fiance is from Buffalo, oh, and, yeah. he's, uh, and he's black. And the first thing we did was call just to make sure that you know he was okay. Yeah. And uh, I think the thing that makes me the most sad is when you read the details. You know, allegedly, all this is allegedly, of course, something in the case is that, like as you said, he deliberately like sought out a neighborhood where there was too in his words too many people that look like people like myself mm -hmm. and wanted to get rid of you know wanted to get rid of us yeah. right mm -hmm. and that that yeah. to me is just a um to have that sort of level of hate right and that level of that level of anger to drive across you know three hours to decide you know there's too many of those black people let me go get rid of a few of them uh it's just it's it's Sad is not really the word, but it's, yeah, it's tough. The interesting thing with all of this is when you look at the Buffalo situation, right, you start thinking, how does somebody become that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how does somebody become that? And then you look at the Texas thing with and, that nine-year-old kid. And you see. And, and you're nine. like, and you're like, that's how somebody becomes that, yeah. Yeah. right? It, it, and, and it's crazy. It was like a full circle thing where you're asking all those questions that we always ask. How does somebody become that at 18? How do you have that much hate where you plan it out and you drive and you do everything else? Like, what happened in your life? And then you look at the kid in Texas who shows up to a black kid's house with a whip. A nine-year-old. Right, a nine-year-old. And you're like, oh, that's how it happens. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf star Mitch Marner was carjacked yesterday. Oh, that sucks. Jesus. I guess they were out at the movie theater on uh, on Queensway. Mm -hmm. uh, in a tweet, Toronto police said the carjacking occurred uh, at Queensway in Islington around 746. Officers say that uh, the man who we now know as Mitch Marner was robbed of a black Range Rover. Police say three suspects, two with handguns, one with a knife. Oh. Although one of the reports said that the guns weren't actually at any time pointed at Mitch Marner. Um, but they clearly had them. And, uh, and yeah, like, I, I don't even know that he was even in the car yet. I think that they just walked up to him in the parking lot. 
Really? Like, I think, yeah, I think that that's what it was. I think that they were just As waiting. As he was like approaching the car? Yeah, I think that that's, oh, man, that's what guy. happened. I think that they were waiting uh, for him. And then uh, he but walked did they out know? The, they didn't know it was him though. No, 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 no. I no, guess they, not. they did say the report said they had no idea. Who yeah, was. yeah. Like they weren't like, "Hey, Mitch, give us your car," kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Like I don't think he was followed there or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's crazy. God, that's so Poor scary. The I idea. know. I... Jesus, man. But you got to do it, right? What are you gonna do? You just hand you hand it over. Like you just give him your keys, right? Yeah. Like isn't that what you do? Like yeah. you just hand hand over. Here you go. Hand over the keys. This is why I drive a Yaris. Yeah, nobody wants your Yaris more. <laughs> Um, yeah, God. So that's, no, that's, uh, that's tough. And then he went to uh, the police station, filed the report, everything else. But, uh, but yeah, um, carjackings, huh? Jesus, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is apologizing for the controversy surrounding a resurfaced photo of a party platter he and his husband once served at a 2011 Halloween party that was styled to look like the decaying corpse of Amy Winehouse. Oh, what? Okay, so the, I never heard about this before. So the the so it was it was a Halloween party and uh-huh. the house was all decorated. And there was a big sort of table display that had like a fake body on it kind of thing. And then there was a sign that read the corpse of Amy Winehouse. And then the sign that accompanied that uh, included what all was in the corpse of Amy Winehouse, which was beef ribs, pulled pork, chicken sausage, and spicy barbecue sauce. Okay. Okay? Uh-huh. So this photo then resurfaced mm-hmm. and started going crazy over the last couple of days. One, I mean, you know... Depending, you may have a dark sense of humor, everything else, you know, time has passed, you can understand. But the difference was this happened in October 2011. Amy Winehouse had just died July 2011. Oh, yeah. So, no. so Amy Winehouse oh, had just had just passed away from alcohol poisoning. Uh, and then finally, um, Neil Patrick Harris has uh, has released a statement. He says that day, a photo recently resurfaced from a Halloween theme party my husband and I hosted 11 years ago. Uh, it was regrettable then, and it remains regrettable now. Amy Winehouse was a once-in-a-generation talent, and I'm sorry for any hurt that image caused. Yeah. Um, read to me. Okay. Not forget that it's a Amy Winehouse. Um, okay. Yes. Decaying corpse, right? right? Yes. Can you just read to me what yes what was, was in it? on that platter yeah. again? Okay, uh, beef ribs, uh-huh. pulled pork, yeah, chicken sausage, and a spicy barbecue sauce. <sighs> so delicious. <though>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. I know. It's it's wrong. It's disrespectful. Yes. Right. Yes. I agree with that. Yes. But the contents. Right. Delicious as hell. Right. Was a little for, further down the body where the dessert was. Lady fingers. Um, that I don't know more. I'm unclear. Oh, about that, that was too far. <laughs> uh, so we apologize for that. What are you going to do? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Amber heard on the stand yesterday. Uh, so this is the, the deal was that. The accusation was Amber Heard wanted Johnny Depp's money in the divorce. And what it came down to was the divorce settlement was $7 million. Mm-hmm. And Amber Heard didn't want to be labeled as somebody who was just in it for the money. So she had said that she would donate these $7 million to, I think it was the ACLU and a children's hospital in yeah. Los Angeles. Split down, the, split down the middle. And she claims that, yes, she has donated the money. Um, however, both the ACLU and the Children's Hospital deny that they've received the full funds. And then the accusation becomes that Amber Heard pocketed the money. So this is the exchange during cross-examination. So this is Johnny Depp's lawyer oh, trying no. to get Amber Heard to 
testify that she has not paid the uh, $7 million to those two charities. So in this October 2018 interview, you said that you had, quote, donated, end quote, your entire divorce settlement to charity, right? That's correct. And in fact, your exact words were, quote, seven million in total was donated to, I split it between the ACLU and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, end quote. That's correct. I made that statement as soon as I got a divorce and we reached the settlement. That's when I pledged it right then. And you say this because you, quote, wanted nothing, end quote. That is correct. But you hadn't donated your entire $7 million settlement to charity at that point, had you? That's incorrect. Sitting here today, Ms. Hurd, you still haven't donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. Isn't that right? Incorrect. I pledged the entirety no, of Ms. the Hurd, settlement, $7 million to question. charity, and I, f- I Hurd, intend to fulfill Hurd, those obligations. Hurd, that's not my question. Please what was try to question? answer my question. Sitting here today, you have not donated the $7 million donated, not pledged, donated the $7 million divorce settlement to charity. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They but I don't. Ms. Hurd, I don't use it synonymously. That's how donations are paid. Ms. Hurd, respectfully, that's not my question. Damn. As of today, you have not paid $3.5 million of your own money to the ACLU. Yes or no? I have not yet. And as of today, you have not paid $3.5 million of your own money to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, correct? I have not yet. Johnny sued me. So as of today, you have not donated, paid $7 million of your divorce settlement to charity, right? I have not been able to fulfill those uh, those uh, obligations yet. Oh, damn. Just demolished. So much of this trial, like, and when you look at all trials, because we're so used to watching trials on movies and in television, you know, we, like, we sort of think we know what goes on in a trial, and we don't, because when you actually watch a trial, it's long, and they're boring, and they repeat themselves, and it's, and it's frustrating if you're not used to that, because you're like, this is nothing like television or movies. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all experts. We're, like, screaming at the television, ask this, ask this, and they yeah, never do. It's not right? fast-paced. Yeah, this Dramatic. This exchange was exactly like a scene out of a movie, yeah, though, right? Really was. That was not my question. That, yeah, yeah. You may look at them synonymously, but I do not. Uh, Amber Heard's uh, role in Aquaman 2 had been cut down. This was reported a couple of weeks ago to less than 10 minutes. Uh, and Amber Heard on the stand yesterday talking about exactly that, uh, how they cut her role down. She also uh, said on the stand when asked that, what do you think Amber Heard got for Aquaman 2 as far as money goes? Or sorry, Aquaman. And what yeah. do you think she made for the first Aquaman? Oh, like a million bucks. A million bucks. Yeah. Uh, Maury, what do you think Amber Heard made for Aquaman? I was going to say 800,000. Deepa? Um, 1.5 mil. Shem? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 450,000. 450,000. One million dollars. Yeah. But that Ooh. was only because she had done uh, Justice League first. So I yeah. guess it was around like 500 grand for Justice League. Is it wrong League. to say that seems low? Uh, no. Well, given that the movies make a billion dollars, yeah, you would say it seems you would you could think that it seems low, but that's what actors get paid. No, but I like, think unless I, you're... I think for the first one, yeah, because prior to Justice League, even I had never heard of Amber Heard, right, right, and then a little bit more screen time in Aquaman one that went on to be a super blockbuster. Yeah, million dollars makes sense. I think for Aquaman two, they would have upped it for sure 
to like five. I don't even know if they mm, said no, lower. Oh, probably two. Lot, yeah. Probably oh, two. Two million. Maybe okay. two. Maybe two. Uh, so this is Amber Heard talking about uh, and confirming the reports that her character in Aquaman two has been drastically reduced. Listen have to this. Have you participated in Aquaman two? I have. And tell us about that. Uh, I had to fight to. I fought really hard to stay in the movie. They um, didn't want to include me in the film. Objection, Your Honor, hearsay. I'll sustain the objection. Um, Did you ultimately, were you ultimately able to get to film in Aquaman 2? A very pared down version of that role, yes. Okay. What, if anything, changed in the script? They took away uh, a lot of... Objection, Your Honor. Hearsay. I think she can tell Lack of foundation. Overruled as the script. Overruled. Go ahead. I um, was given a script and then given new versions of the script uh, that had taken away scenes that the... That, that had action in it, that had, that depicted um, my character and uh, and another character uh-huh. uh, without giving any spoilers away. You know, they, they're two characters Spoiler fighting alert. with one another. And Spoiler alert right there. <laughs> they, they basically took a bunch out of my role. They didn't, yeah, they just removed a bunch. Wow. So there you go. Huge spoilers. Down to 10, right? Who's she fighting? What's going on? Spoiler alert. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ah, uh, there's more Tim Beebs on the way. <gasps> what? Yes, Deepa. Yes, Maury. Oh, my God. Uh, Tim Hortons rolling out the next phase of their collaboration with Bieber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so new um, flavors of Tim Beebs. So that's coming at you. And oh, then they okay. also got Beebs Brew. Which is what? Which is a French vanilla flavored cold coffee. Mm, inspired by Justin know. Bieber's, quote, slight sweet tooth and love of vanilla flavor in his coffee. That's too much sweet for me. That's too much sweet for no, you. No, I can't have that. Yeah? No. No, no, no. I can't. That's like, I love sweets, yeah. but I got to regulate my sweets. Diabetes runs in my family. Yeah. I could, if I had one sip, can't immediately diabetes has entered the can't, chat. Yeah, I can't do like, it. Do you want to know the three new flavors oh, of Tim Beebs? Yes, please. Yes. Chocolate white fudge. Uh-huh. Okay. Sour cream chocolate chip. Mm, okay. And birthday cake birthday cake waffle. Those are all the same from yeah, the yeah. Those, are, those exactly are the same, same ones. Then they're masking it as because it just says the three new Tim Beebs flavors. What? No, that's exactly are, what we got the last yeah. time. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I was going to say that and sounds delicious. We... And the reason I said that was because I know they are delicious. But oh. when we tried them the first round, right? Yeah. Did we not all say that they were they were just renamed existing Timbits? Yeah. All, in my opinion, all Timbits <laughs> right? Didn't we all sort say of that? taste the same. Yes. The only ones yeah. that don't taste the same is if you have a chocolate Timbit with the glaze on it, and then immediately after you eat the vanilla Timbit with the glaze on it. Those are the only two that taste different because you can really hit that chocolate, right? That's right, man. Racial harmony. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do it, Sean. That's the way to do it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, McDonald's is exiting Russia after more than 30 years. So this, of course, is uh, due to the crisis in uh, Ukraine and Russia invading. And uh, they're selling off all their, I guess, temporarily is the the wording that they've used. But I I can't see 
them making a huge comeback anytime soon. Uh, the company expects to record a non-cash charge of $1.4 billion for the sale of the more than 840 McDonald's restaurants. Um, McDonald's uh, last year made 9% of their profits or $2 billion in mm. revenue from Russia and Ukraine. And uh, it was 1990 when they opened up their first McDonald's. It's sort of like a kiosk stand, just not too, too far from Red Square. And uh, the day they opened, 5,000 people lined up to uh, get wow. a McDonald's burger because this was, they had only ever, nobody ever knew. They, this was like heard a, about it. This was America, USA, USA. This yeah. was like one of the first times, you wow. know, America made its way into, uh, into Moscow, so five thousand people showed up, but no more McDonald's in um, in Russia. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to People Magazine, Ric Flair is ready to say farewell again. Ah. Ric Flair, pro wrestling legend, seventy three years old. Woo! He says on uh, social media, the rumors are true. I'm going to walk that aisle, style and profile one last time. The match is set to take place July 31st. Not with the WWE, though. Oh, you want to... You just wait. Who's it with? July 31st. Yeah. At the Nashville Fairgrounds in Tennessee. Uh, No opponent named. Oh. Um, So... The last match that Ric Flair had was September 2011th with Impact Wrestling, and his last WWE match was 2008 at a WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. Oh, so, uh, that was the I Love You one, right? So uh, so Ric Flair coming I love back. You, I'm sorry, you remember that, Shem? Oh, yeah, and also there's a rumor of who he's going to fight, by the way. Who's that? Uh, another WWE Hall of Fame legend, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Really? Oh, 69 <laughs> years old, by the way. Wow, a 69-year-old yeah. oh, and a 73-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that, Rick? That can't be the end of the legacy. Like that last match. I don't know if you remember. This yeah. is, when he fought Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels won, by the way. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. And you see the clip on YouTube. Yeah. But before Shawn Michaels gave Ric Flair the kick to the face, the super kick, yeah. right? Ric Flair was standing there with tears in his eyes. Right. And he was doing the bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. Because he knew he was going to lose. And Shawn Michaels looked at him and said, I love you and I'm sorry. And then <laughs> kicked him right in the mouth. Oh, chin music. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sweet chin music. Down for the count. One, two, oh, three. My God. My God. Uh, <laughs> Somebody stop the <laughs> damn match. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown on Jimmy Fallon talking about how, because uh, of course the new season of Stranger Things kicks off real soon. Oh, uh, talking wait. about how she managed to perfect her American accent. Because I keep forgetting that Millie Bobby Brown isn't like an American kid, right? No, just straight up British Super accent. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, I read somewhere that you got your American accent from watching Hannah Montana. I did. I did. That is true? Yes, absolutely. Really? Yeah, because I, I watched Bugsy Malone and Godfather when I was like eight. I love Bugsy Malone. Yeah, I love it. And, I, you know, my parents were like, you know, w- watching all these movies with me. And I was like, yeah, but Hannah Montana is like Oscar nominating. Like, it's so good. <laughs> Hannah Montana's the best. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Agreed. film, everything. Yeah. Everything about it is amazing. And um, I got the American accent. So I would always literally just be like, hi, like, you know, wow. how are you? <laughs> Wow. Jimmy. Like, it's wow. so crazy it's weird, when you get the British actors that can just switch the accent Super instantly. Weird. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.